0: Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily today discussing JJ Watt signing with the Arizona Cardinals. Does this change the balance of power in the NFC West? It's all brought to you by DraftKings. Download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 if either main event fighter lands a punch on Saturday. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code PFF to turn $1 into $100 if either fighter lands a punch. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Michigan, or Virginia only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT or in Virginia. Call 888-532-3500. All right, Sam. The NFC West continues to load up. Matthew Stafford joins the Rams this offseason. Now J.J. Watt going to the Arizona Cardinals. That's why Russell Wilson really wants out of there. He's got another pass rusher to contend with. Maybe he's going to demand a trade now. How much does does this actually move the needle for the Cardinals and their prospects in the NFC West?
1: Um, not a huge amount. I wouldn't have thought. Like, we don't even know what JJ Watt still has left, to be honest. And we don't know where he's playing. Is he going back inside? Is he going to stay as a a true edge rusher? Are the Cardinals going to change their defensive front, given that they now have JJ Watt? Do they pivot to more of a four man look as opposed to a you know a three four ostensible formation? A lot of unknowns, a lot of moving parts. The biggest thing, though, for the Cardinals in terms of transporting them from being where they were this year to contenders is another jump from Kyler Murray at quarterback and some development still with the coaching ticket and scheme and and Cliff Kingsbury's offense. Kyler Murray did take a step forward last year, but it wasn't a huge one. It wasn't maybe the one that everybody thought he was going to take before the season, so can he take that leap? Can he become, you know, a truly special player or is he going to plateau? Because that, I think, is going to change whether they're contenders
0: or not. Well, let me just start by uh, the question I posed about J.J., you know, affecting the balance of power in the NFC West. I, I think I, I mention this all the time, right? There, There is a little disconnect between superstar names and the actual impacts they're going to make on the field, right? A J.J. Watt caliber player in baseball or basketball or hockey or just another sport is probably going to make a bigger impact individually than he's going to make in football and sometimes it's tough to rectify those right especially say basketball if a jj watt caliber star even at this point in his career went from one team to the other it is a massive impact a massive change where in football it's like all right that's another good piece defensively now where that good piece does fit in is the fact that Chandler Jones is coming back off of injury, and I like that as a combination. I like the way the Arizona Cardinals were were running like six linebackers out there at a time. They were very creative in their defensive fronts. You've talked about J.J. Watt being better on the interior. Now they could play matchups. Uh, they could attack the right tackle if they want. They can attack the left guard if they want. J.J. Watt can rush from all those positions. So I do think it adds some really nice flexibility to that defense as far as making them you know, leapfrog the Seahawks or compete with the Rams, however you want to position that. No, it's it's just a nice piece, though, for the Cardinals moving forward. They still have more work to do. The bigger piece, the the, the bigger move this offseason is going to be figuring out what to do in that secondary, to me. To your point, Kyla Murray, that development, yes, that's one. 1A is figuring out that secondary, replacing Patrick Peterson and getting better production out of him, and then – The third piece would be like, oh, by the way, we added JJ Watt and some other talent that's going to be on the periphery. That's how I view this move, just the first piece of their getting better.
1: Yeah, and look, I, I do think that JJ Watt does have the potential to have a transformative effect, particularly on the interior. I'm going to keep hammering this drum until I see that it's definitely not happening, but he should be an interior defensive lineman at this point in his career. The Cardinals. Ran like a dozen guys out there last season at some point in terms of snaps, and not one of them had a higher grade than 61.4. There's just a wall of yellow, orange, and red when you look at PFF premium stats 2.0 for the Cardinals interior guys last season. The highest amount of total pressures any of them managed was 19 from Angelo Blackson. Um, nobody was pressuring the quarterback. JJ Watt in his career. I mean, he still leads the NFL in a single season total pressures we've ever seen. 119 way back in the day. Last year, he tailed off hugely, but still had, I think, 47 last season. And that was a down year for him. I would say if you moved him back, you could virtually guarantee. 50 plus total pressures if he was healthy for the whole season that's basically the same number as every single interior defensive lineman for the cardinals had combined last season in one guy so what does have the potential to make that kind of difference from the defense or on the defensive front But your point is good that it might not matter if they don't fix the secondary, if they don't find cornerbacks that can play. Patrick Peterson's potentially not going to be there. There hasn't been a good secondary guy outside of him anyway. If they can't find corners that can cover, it doesn't matter how much pressure J.J. Watt's getting up front, they're going to get lit up.
0: Back in episode 48, we broke down J.J. Watt, the best teams, the best places, the best fits. We didn't mention the Arizona Cardinals, but we did mention The numbers, the reason why you like him on the defensive interior, a 90.1 pass rush grade over the last two years when lined up in between the tackles. That is fourth in the NFL when he was outside the tackles. 78.1 pass rush grade. That's good. 25th, but that's where he spent the majority of his time. And I think your point is fair, especially with Chandler Jones being the guy on the edge. We'll see what they do with Hassan Redick, another free agent hybrid type of edge rusher. But I think there is a path to Watt playing a lot on the interior for this Cardinals team. So I think they'll use him at least the way that you're suggesting.
1: And if they don't change up their defensive system, their front, you know, they they ostensibly run this sort of 3-4 system in theory. It, it In a way, it doesn't make a difference, right? Most defenses, whether they're 3-4 or 4-3, the difference between the two of them these days is a lot smaller than it used to be because everybody is playing sub packages two-thirds of the time minimum so three four four three it's not as big a deal as it used to be but in theory his designated position will probably go back to being three four end interior defensive lineman anyway right he's he's going to move back inside unless they do pivot to a four three system completely and they keep him outside at end i just think there's too much pointing towards what moving back inside as the right move um including where he would be best. So that, I think, is what what will end up with him, whether or not Arizona changed their defensive front. Um, and then that is where I think you'll get the best J.J. Watt.
0: Now, there's there's some trickle down here that I want to discuss with the Seattle Seahawks, right? All offseason, that's been the story. Russell Wilson, hey, I've taken too many hits, and, and we've blamed Wilson for some of those hits, and you hold the ball too long and all that fun stuff. But let's just say, hypothetically, Arizona's all in on our theory here. JJ Watt interior pass rusher. That means in the same division, the best two pass rushers of this generation, Aaron Donald and JJ Watt say what you want about where Watt is in his career. He could still play. How important is the Seahawks guard position now four times a year going up against Donald going up against JJ Watt hypothetically and, and Russell Wilson saying, man, I need some protection. Mike, you just retired. The Seahawks really, need to get better at that position
1: yeah and and there isn't it's not just those guys you've also got nick bosa coming back in the division you've got Chandler jones still there like if russell wilson has been holding up distress flares about hey i'm getting buried here guys it's not getting better. They're adding more guys. I looked it up. I think J.J. Watt has only played Seattle once in his career, but he got nine total pressures in that game, which feels like about Aaron Donald's average rate against the Seahawks. I I haven't run those numbers either, but that feels like what he averages against Seattle. So Russell Wilson is going to be going up against the two best interior pass rushers of the past decade four times in a season, plus the rest of the hell that he has to deal with in terms of those edge rushers. I mean, if he was pissed off before, things did not get easier for Seattle in terms of let's just ignore this problem and hope it goes
0: away. Yeah, absolutely. This division just gets more and more fascinating. I think the Niners, you can't sleep on them. They're still in the mix. Anytime you have Kyle Shanahan and a half-decent quarterback, but man, what the other teams are able to do with Kyler and the Cardinals, the Rams going after Stafford, of course, the Seahawks with Russell Wilson. To answer the question, I don't think this shifts the balance of power anywhere. Step in the right direction for the Cardinals, though.
1: Quick point, though, like if you rearrange the order of wins and losses from Arizona season, I, I think you could come away thinking they're closer to contending than I think the general perception is, right? They started 2-0 and with an upset win against San Francisco. Um, they were 5-2. and Expectations, I think, got set unrealistically high during the season compared with where they were going into the year. And because then they tailed away and it didn't quite match up, everyone's like, well, things are falling apart. That was disappointing. It wasn't good. But if you just came away from the season and said, hey, this is their record um, based off what we thought going in, they're probably about where we expected them to be, which means next year is the year that you would expect them to be legitimately good.
0: Yeah, that's a good point, Sam. It's funny because year three, yeah, that's when they should be getting better. But Arizona, yeah, you flip the order of those wins and it does change perception a little bit. Let us know what you guys think. It's a PFF NFL Daily.